Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning, Scott Mosby, KMOX Home Improvement, two full hours, 314-436-7900. I am at your service on a wonderful day in the Midwest here in St. Louis. We are together trying to get your house ready for Thanksgiving and the holidays that follow that up. Uh, with all the visiting that's coming, the revelry, perhaps food, devoured, spilled, cleaned up, prepared, dishes washed, all the stuff that comes with that. This is when you find out whether your house serves you or you serve it. Because if it's well designed and well anticipated in, in how it's built out, then there's room for platters and laying out food, preparing food, multiple people to be in the kitchen, a space for folks to relax and converse, just visit, as well as side table space to put down drinks and snacks and things like that. All the things that happen on a Thanksgiving and a Thanksgiving weekend. Perhaps you're having one of those big gatherings, you are the host hostess, or perhaps you're one of the guests that's going to enjoy that time. Uh, that Just as you go through that, realize and observe your home almost from a distance, almost from above. Does this work? Is there anything else that could be done? Oftentimes, it's just changing furniture. Uh, maybe the rug needs to be replaced or cleaned. Things like that. Perhaps it's just the wrong kind of fabric or material on the floor. You know what? We need kind of a hard floor in this room. There are just too many spills that happen or the dog traffic or the carpet paths, all those things from foot traffic that is part of getting the house ready to live in a way that's easy to maintain. We can talk about this and more. This is KMOX, phone line wide open for uh, the better of a century, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. And thank you for being part of the KMOX staff uh, and family. It's always good to come to uh, you know the station and feel at home and that's just uh, part of what I look forward to on Saturdays. My name is Scott Mosby. I own Mosby Building Arts. Uh, we were founded in 1947. We're about three quarters of a century old or young and uh, we recreate the process and methods as we go through the various ways the world changes. So everything becoming more digital. You've got the uh, internet of things that touches us in our homes and all the various things that happen around uh, our lives. And now we're talking about, again, an intersection. And, and you know, now that we have electric vehicles or I'm basically in my world, I'm not really too attached to the vehicle. I am attached to the concept of having a big battery parked in the house that can function like a big backup battery. Whether you have solar or no solar or backup batteries, backup generator, portable generator, or just some batteries in, a, in an AM radio for emergencies, all those things. Just keep in mind, we are now living and uh, in, in all the hubbub about electric vehicles and all that. Uh, think about how that interfaces with houses or not. So you you have a gazillion bucks invested in an electric vehicle and it's got this whiz bang battery well then you have a power outage but you've got this charged car parking in the garage can't it run the house 
is there the technology there ready for that uh so anyway i i look at that and i see how we're kind of at the the intersection remember when laptop computers came out and the desktop was just coming and we didn't you know phooey i'm not gonna do all my shopping online who is amazon and what the heck is this jeff bezos how do you pronounce his name anyway all that stuff from 25 30 years ago and everybody was saying oh yeah the internet is the coming way of the world it's just get ready it's coming well i think we're there with vehicles now we're kind of in a you know the whole hybrid and electric vehicle i'm not really getting into that too much but as we shift our focus um to a different type of energy delivery source uh, that fascinates me because it does interface with the home there are responsibilities Uh, electricians now need to be trained in these batteries firefighters need to be trained in how to put out fires and batteries you know maybe there's some building codes for uh, you know fires that occur in garage you know all that stuff is a possibility I promise you all of those parties are very much focused on those things but for me uh, are we um, harvesting out the value that we've inherently or will inherently invest in a car uh, and if it's a hybrid where it's got a little bit of a uh, gasoline engine in it and a little bit of an electric battery well is the battery big enough to hook up to the house do you want to uh, all those things are fascinating to me as it relates to you know, I pick up the phone and I, w- I need to get uh, some wiring done for a modeling project. The electrician shows up and says, well, are you going to have an electric car here in the next two or three years? Because I'm pulling a wire. If I just pull a little bit bigger one down for the sub panel I'm putting in the garage, since you want this whiz-bang man cave here, you know, are you open to that? Oh, sure. Why not? Well, how much? Well, it's, it's not much. You're already paying the labor, yada, yada, all those conversations. Just realize that we are right now with all the stuff around electric vehicles and we and we are ten percent into it because we do not have the power grid to support all this that uh, is being uh, kind of legislated into action we're kind of making it up as we go along frankly as we did with computers and internet and amazon and online shopping and all that kind of stuff so just be aware we're in one of those times as it relates to our homes uh phone lines are open 314-436-7900-436-7900 we're going to go to phone lines right now and let's talk to my friend jim hey jim good morning welcome to camwex how can i help you this fine day yeah hi scott uh i have a washer and a um, dishwasher and a regular washer and uh-huh. they're filling up very slowly. Okay. What's wrong with that? Uh, if they're both doing that, uh, there's something. Uh, do you know if they're on the same water supply line? Um, the dishwasher typically is on a hot water line. Clothes washer is on hot and cold. Uh, but yeah, they're, you... they're both on the same line. Ooh. But it didn't uh, affect the, uh, it was just the washer first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I stopped using the washer for a period of time, a dishwasher, and uh, then it filled up very slowly, but it came back, and now it fills up very slowly on the dishwasher. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, So for me, the way I look at this... There's a that needs to be replaced. Amen, brother. Well, it, it may be, but that's certainly the first rock to turn over looking for trouble because what common thing do they share um so i would look for a shut off up line uh and it could be cold it could be hot and it could be both so don't 
you know, don't uh, miss an opportunity to check. Uh, and, and here's what happens. You've got those old shutoffs. I mean, I do, too. They're yeah, all over the 52. house. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guarantee you've got, so. yeah, you've got some ground-up uh, valve um, uh, washers and seats that are rubber that are now probably all ground up, and they may have flown, uh, you know, flowed through that pipe because if you turn it at all or they just fall apart, those little chunks of rubber flow with the water, and they plug up and, pl- and block up all kinds of stuff. So, um, okay. Check check with that, uh, and I guarantee if you ha- if you have if you're not um, uh, aware and remembering when these things were handled, uh, it's time to either rebuild or replace those shutoffs. Anyway, don't discount the one to your whole house because you know when you're brushing your teeth with an aerator on a lavatory faucet, you know it's not a whole lot of water to make that thing run. So right. you'll find it in showers, dishwashers, clothes washers, you know, big flow things, uh, hose bibs on the outside of the house. Yeah. So look at the shutoff for that line. Look at the shutoff for your house. Yeah. And and frankly, if those are okay, now it's time to start cleaning out um, the lines, which means disconnecting your hot and cold water hoses from your washer. I know you love that. Um, when you do that, if you haven't changed those water hoses in, you know, 10 years, 15 years, Buy new ones, replace them. Those puppies pu- burst, and they burst when they get old, and, and right. you, know, you get a little pressure. So anyway, that any, as any well. Estimate on what, whatever to uh, to replace the two uh, uh, valves that yeah. uh, feed the washer and dryer. Well, the valves are about five ten dollars a piece, and the service calls about two hundred minimum. So to get the plumber <laughs> there costs you more than doing the repairs. So <laughs> okay. that's kind of yeah. And it's and people say, well, it just. Now. Uh, What's in that? 52, the uh, gutter drains were uh, into the ground through the sewer line. Oh, Is that yeah, the yeah. best place for them? Uh, no, no. MS, that, well, uh, 50 years ago, that was the only place we had to get rid of water. So Metropolitan Sewer District said, yep, any water that's on the surface because of flood, dump it into our our area. Well, now we've got, now when we have suburban and you've got acres and thousands of square miles of water going into the storm sewers, MSD is saying, wait a minute, we don't want to have to treat all that clean storm runoff water. We just want to treat the black water. So MSD is saying, you know, because they're trying to fund the upgrades, the EPA is pretty much forcing on them right now, and you'll see that coming through and votes for, you know, coming through on MSD and bonds and whatever. I know they're in a, in that cycle now. But the issue is MSD only needs to treat about 25% of the water that comes to it because 75% is, is stormwater runoff, stuff off the sidewalks, the streets. You know, we're not flushing toilets. It's not black water. It's not great. It's, it's pretty clean stuff. So, well, you know, they'd rather just... You see what, what I, I mean? About this house is uh, located in Glendale, and yeah. uh, there's only one person living in it now. And I'm worried about the the toilet being not getting enough flow through the sewer system. Uh, good is point. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd flush the toilets a few more times in St. Louis. We just don't have a whole lot of water shortage issues. Issues. So yeah, and and, and now think about this too. Uh, I know it's a long answer to a short question, Jim, but That's uh, all right. if you've if you've got a laundry or a bathtub in that room, when you drain that bathtub, it typically scours those pipes with a whole bunch of water flowing through those pipes. Yeah, so even though you're dumping, 
yeah, so just be aware of what's up line, um, you know, as to plumbers actually think about this stuff. That's why it's a licensed trade because they're trying, okay, I, I'm not going to get a lot of flow out of the toilet. I'll need a washer and dryer every, you know, week or half week, twice a week, you know, flush these lines. So, yeah, it, it is uh, a factor. Okay. One last question is about the water heater. And uh, it's, I set it on a low, uh, uh, the lowest possible thing until I need it, need it for something else like bathing and stuff. Is yeah. that a hindrance to the water heater? No, no, not a bit. It's just, that's all pretty much just a, a, a dial setting. It's like changing your thermostat on your furnace doesn't really hurt anything. Uh, if, as long as you remember to do it, I'm, uh, you know, yeah. I used to do that until I had a couple of real cold showers, and that was the end of that for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Scott. It was a lot of help. Thank you. Uh, okay, Jim, take care, my friend. All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX, 314-436-7900, Pretty good day here in the middle of the country. Scott Mosby, KMOX, I'll be right back. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Oh, yes, indeed, it is. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, phone lines for you, all for you Two full hours today, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. I am at your service. We are on the phone lines. Uh, bring it on, bring it in. It's a nice day, a little chilly outside, but, you know, sunshine warms up everything. Uh, let's see what's cooking here on the phone lines and talk with my friend Stanley. Hey, Stanley, happy Saturday. How can I help you this fine day? Yeah, uh, thank you. Good morning, and thanks for taking my call. I I had a question about my uh, bathroom. What it is, uh, I've got a first-floor bathroom, and the floor tile is cracked. Uh, Specifically, it's it's probably been that way for decades. But it seems it's about the crack is about an inch wide. Uh, It's about a foot long. And, And I notice now that there's some lateral, you know, it's kind of shifting like a, uh, you know, uh, like you know, like an earthquake or something. But anyway, uh, what is the best way to, to to fix that? Could caulking fix that, or would I have to replace the uh, the tile? Uh, now, I, like I say, it's floor tile. The only thing that kind of worries me is that uh, it goes from the bathtub to the toilet, and I have a large flush toilet, and you know, I'm, I I don't want to replace that toilet even though it's old uh, because it's the large flush, and and you know, that just suits me better, you know. Yeah, Stanley, can I ask you a few questions? A one-inch wide tile crack on a floor is pretty big, so you've got my attention for sure. Yeah, Uh, no, it's about an eighth of an inch. Oh, an eighth of an inch. Oh, God bless you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, an eighth of an inch. Uh, 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 Is there any, uh, 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 Scott, is, is there any chance that the floor would collapse eventually? Not really. Um, it, it, can you go down? If it's on your first floor, do you have a basement to go down and take a peek at it from the bottom? Yeah, sure. Yes, sir. Uh, well, what's yeah. underneath it is, I think, uh, well, it's it's, uh, it's 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 finished. You know, uh, there's a, there's a, a a basement bathroom underneath it, and and there's so so it's finished. But with some of it, uh, we never did replace the finishing when they went in there, and there's wood. 
Yeah, yeah. What you're looking for is the color of the wood. If you can go down there with a flashlight, and even if you're looking from the side, you know, over the ceiling of the bathroom or something to see, all you're looking for is dark stained wood that indicates water. And if you don't, and normally you'd see that in the finished bath, finished bathroom down below the drywall, the ceiling panels, whatever it is, you generally get it. But if it's a slow seeking leak around that toilet, that's the only way you really get into structural issues. At least that's 90 percent of the cause so an eighth of an inch crack on a tile floor uh how old is your house when was it built uh i think around 1955 oh yeah that says my father decide describes it that it's built for stout you know so that's when you know uh we've used too big a lumber and too big a nails and kind of unlikely that you have a structural problem unless you have long-standing water issues and you tend to see it and smell it before you get any problems an eighth of an inch shrinkage in in a tile floor on a house that old keep in mind that every year that wood gets a little drier and as it gets drier it shrinks which means all those boards get a little shorter and then you come and bounce on your tile floor a little bit as you walk in and out and in and out of that bath it's normal and customary i don't think you have any structural issues but you know take a peek with that flashlight and you're just looking for an anomaly anything that just doesn't seem right so yeah I, would, uh, scott would caulking uh, fix it yeah oh yeah yeah, I would use uh, and and frankly, um, that's plenty. There is caulk that comes in a in a, a caulking tube, but it's actually tile grout, uh, and it comes in a bunch of different colors. You can get them at the hardware store and the home centers, but frankly, you don't really need it, you know, because an eighth of an inch crack is optimal for both grouting or for caulking. Uh, the issue is, can you get a caulk color that doesn't shine you know like white caulk on a tan or you know 50 year old grout i guarantee it's not white anymore it's it's an off-white so matching the color is more important than the material you choose for an eighth inch wide gap yeah yeah hey by the way you know on youtube do you have do you have videos where you uh uh you uh show how to fix various uh uh minor things uh, yeah, we do. We have some of those. Uh, we do a lot of videos on Mosby Building Arts and my day job. So, yeah, I don't, although I thought of that uh, years ago of putting a lot of videos, there are already so many good ones up there that, you know, the only thing I'm adding is my name to a really good presentation. So, yeah, kind of like, well, what am I doing that somebody else isn't doing? It's like, uh, you know, it's just my name. So, uh, yes, we do at Mosby Building Arts. They're not that deep and they're not that broad in terms of here's how you caulk an eighth inch wide joint. Yeah, I, I saw one on this old house, and what, what it is is uh, they they uh, they replaced like maybe you know two or three tiles in a row, so it was yeah. maybe a foot long, and and anyway, so they, cra- they you know they cracked the thing, and then and got the tile out, and then uh, and then they put the grout in or whatever it was, you know they yeah. had a trial. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't real involved, but it was you know it, it, you had to kind of know what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, likewise, on your eighth-inch grout on that tile floor, I would put masking tape on one side of that on top of the tile and another one so that you leave this eighth-inch gap so that while you're trying to inject that tile in or grout material, whichever one you choose to do, it's actually you're making a mess on top of the tape. And then when you slick it off with your finger, you know, you just zip it up and and if uh, get a trash bag inside of a uh, trash can, and it all goes right inside that plastic bag to go right straight to the trash you know that's exactly what they did oh yeah on on, uh, this old house 
So. Those guys are good. I've been I've been a fan of this old house since the first year, and and you know they, I still watch those things every now and again. I'll come through on the weekend. And it's like oh, this old house. You know, I'm an early riser, so eh, yeah. I, I okay, it. well, uh, Scott, thank you very much for your time. Okay, you bet. Take care, Stanley. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, again, as we uh, report, you know, as I kind of give you the what's the pulse of the economy and the construction industry, lumber futures are kind of where they should be. Nothing's moving in a dramatic fashion, and uh, Federal Reserve thinks we're kind of bubbing along okay. So uh, as it relates to a time to buy construction or not buy construction, you know, unless you're borrowing the money, Nothing's changed. It's as good a time as any to, you know, do repairs and, and frankly, doing your own, you know, whether you're building a bed, if you're doing a do-it-yourself project, it still costs a lot of money. I mean, all that stuff. Um, and then you have to deal with getting it and ordering it in time so that your workflow continues. And I promise you, just like at Mosby Building Arts, you know, if if you look at it, uh, the 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 job, the role, the responsibility of people around the tradesmen, our job is to get all the materials there on time at the place where they're doing the work so that they can really enjoy the craft of their work. Uh, and as they do that, and then they need this and they grab over and they, you know, there's the caulking gun and tape, you know, the masking. To have all that stuff there, whether you or another tradesman are, do- are doing it, it, it makes it enjoyable. The more enjoyable a craftsman or performer do, feels doing that, the better quality that comes out. So again, that's that's really what is the role of a, what is what is my job at Mosby Building Arts? It's to make things as easy on the tradesman as possible. Uh, choose the right material so that uh, it only gets done it doesn't have to be so those are the types of things if you're a do-it-yourselfer likewise you need to get all your materials thought out Uh, think about who's coming in do I still need inspections Uh, do I need the electrician to come by and do this part of the job or the plumber or whatever it is so think ahead make a calendar and frankly for uh, my own personal construction stuff I just print off blank calendar pages and I fill them in, you know, plumber starts and, you know, Scott goes to pick up drywall, all that sort of stuff. So that's how life is for me. And I'm kind of a do-it-yourselfer, if you will, because, frankly, most people building arts are still so busy, I can't get them to come to my house anyway. Uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Give us a call. This is KMOX. My name is Scott Mosby. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm in my 28th year. I'll be retiring uh, at the end of this year, which is about... Uh, five weeks from now and my good friend rich oris i've worked with him for 22 years at mosby building arts uh and uh he knows what he's doing you're familiar with him he's filled in for me for many years as i travel so anyway uh i guess you know end of this year i'll we'll uh i'll i'll see you less often on saturday mornings as rich oris picks up the mantle and carries it on scott mosby home improvement phone lines give us a call here 314 Three six seven nine hundred. I'll take a pause and come right back for more after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now Scott Mosby on the Voice of St. Louis KMOX. 
Ho, 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 holy cow, you bet it is. 314-436-7900 puts us together. We are wrapping up to the holidays, and I wish you all uh, uh, a very happy Thanksgiving and holidays because now's the time to get ready for it. I mean, golly, we're, you know, if you're not ready or planned or figured out what you're cooking or making or inviting or parking or, you know, who's bringing what, you better get up on the uh uh, get on the horse, as I uh, tend to say. Get ready. Uh, 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby here at your service. And let's see what's happening with my buddy Wendell. Hey, Wendell, Scott Mosby, how are you? How can I help? Hey, good morning, Scott. Yes, sir. Hello. Hello. You Hello. Yes, You're sir. on, brother. I have a phone. Sorry about that. I want to make this quick. It's such a <laughs> great honor to be on the line with you, and you're taking the time and trying to be concise and get everybody's stuff in. I got a question. You made a mention about the infusion of the EVs, the cars with houses. This is already has a battery and it's got some kind of system of cooling the battery and maintaining the heat yeah. dissipation from all of the energy exchange. Amen. So then I got one of those things, right? And I was kind of, the reason why I got it is because it was comfortable to sit in. But yeah. my thing is, so that thing can actually be incorporated with the house in case it was a storm or a blackout or an emergency, you know, as a supplemental type uh, apparatus because, you know, it's a generator. It's got inverter and all this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, amen. So thank you. I mean, you need to get on board with Elon Musk and maybe his stock <laughs> and stuff will go up because he's got answers from A to Z, above water, low water, whatever, <laughs> however you want to live. He, in your yeah, budget, he's got you. When do you ever wonder what goes on inside of his head? <laughs> I, I, I'm concerned with yours. You closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. I, I, that's that's valid. I'm, yeah. Yes, sir. Well, how do you like your electric vehicle? And and do you have it set up for uh, interfacing with? How does that machine uh, back fill back charger? Or do you have to do more electric to get that to happen, or can it? Well. It's, a, it's everything that they build for mainly it doesn't regenerate anything. So taking your yeah. foot off the, the brake, you kind of have, first of all, a lower charge than what the car is required in yeah. order to recirculate it back in and get like kinetic. So, man, it's like, it's built, I would say, on a scale, and I'm not, I'm just being fair, I say 90% of the expectations is met with the car, period. Nice. In the that's, story. That, that's impressive. Years. Yeah. It's hardly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Cool. You can do an AC or you can do 208, 220, three phase. Uh-huh. Just takes longer. It's more economical and sensible to do the three phase deal because you're getting the, you know, you're getting the full uh, yeah. scope of what that is and what it embodies. And it's quick. But the other part of it is uh, it's a slow trickle charge. So if you got your old vintage disc or your old vintage dad and you know what I mean? And, 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 and I want to kind of moderate that electric bill. My, my brother bought in things, too. Yeah. Some people. But, you know, I, but I had to look at it, too. So, yeah. you know, he's a, more of a type of how Elon Musk is. I don't know, man. That guy's amazing. <laughs> he is such an amazing class yeah. act in, in management. He is something. Yeah, yeah. He's up to him all the time. Uh, that's a hard act to do. <laughs> but anyway, right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't really see anything with it wrong. And then the magnet, you know, then they need to, uh, like I said, it's best to get an electric car that is at least 300. I wouldn't even mess with it if it ain't 300. 
<clears throat> unless you just got something else you're going to use, a platoon. Because, you know, you got to have 300 and you got to have a good warranty where you can be serviced. Hey, Wendell, when you say 300, 300 what? Kilowatt hours or 300 miles? Miles limit, miles limit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the more miles you put on it, it kind of dissipates the battery. You know, kind of like a little barely just eking out something that ain't coming back. (laughs) But the point of it is, I got this deal, and it had World 7. It was up. We got it three years ago. I got a couple more years. I don't know because it's comfortable to pay for it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to keep it as long as I can. Get to my son, so we not just for one. Yeah. And then yeah. get a little battery that goes up to if it can be done. Get a little battery that goes up to three hundred or four. You know, yeah. that way you can afford the same better and pass it along. You don't want to give something to somebody. And I didn't say sell. I mean give. You want to yeah. do that so that. That, that, that it's ready to go, and if you decide to give it, trade to somebody or do something else with it, then you get the full money out of the deal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I got well, maybe steel. Oh, I don't even want to talk about the Lord Fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Wendell, thanks for the call, brother. Appreciate Thank it. You. All right. Take care. Bye. There you go, Wendell. EV uh, owner, happy about it. Uh, kind of a fan of Elon Musk, and uh, that's that's a whole that's a whole book unto itself. You know, well, I don't I don't you ever wonder what goes on in in various people's minds that are kind of out there. It's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the moon. I'm gonna you know start a space uh, operation. Really? Holy smokes! Anyway, uh, so part of that, I, I and I'm a, I followed all of that because Tesla had a solar roof product that I was a bit of a fan of. I've been hunting for an attractive version of a solar anything, and this follows up my father, Sam Mosby, who founded the Mosby Building Arts Company in 1947. He said, one day solar will be everything. He said it could be on the medians of our highways. It could be on the roofs of our governmental buildings. He said, but we have enough energy coming here. We just have to figure out the technology to go get it. Well, you know, then it's it's not, not the most attractive attractive stuff in the world. So then uh, Elon Musk comes out with this Tesla roof. Well, there were so many connections. So you have these little tiles and the way they connected. If you don't get the connections on hundreds of tiles together, there were fire, <coughs> fire, excuse me, fire issues. And so that kind of trailed. And anyway, but it was a new idea. It was really thinking of how do you put that uh, solar collector on it tile or a roof panel itself so it looks like shingles well there is a company um, that i've been following for a couple of years and it's called ergosun e-r-g-o-s-u-n ergosun and uh, it manufactured up in um, san diego california and what they do is they, it's a cement tile roof a boral b-o-r-a-l is the brand of tile roof and they adhere they stick this solar membrane and then connect it together similar in modular fashion like click 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 you put together as many of these solar tiles anyway kind of interesting because uh it's the it's the second frankly the the tesla was the first reasonably i'm going to call it not ugly uh, roof panel, and I'm a, I'm very much a solar fan. So anyway, as I'm following you through that, so there are companies that are now uh, figuring out how to 
use today's and tomorrow's technology and battery technology is in there because now you collect this stuff from the sun you put it in and you know that big battery in the garage you know kind of like an ev I, you know those take up space and they keep me from storing my bicycle there anyway 314-436-7900 puts us together let's see what's happening with my buddy larry hey larry scott mosby here how can i help you this fine morning Hi, Scott. Uh, I had a question on siding. I, I bought a house a couple months ago uh-huh. in this area, and uh, the siding just needs some repair. It's not too bad, and I, so I decided to paint it. But uh-huh. I want to replace uh, probably I've got about ten sections I need to replace, uh-huh. and I'm having trouble finding it. It's a, it, the house is 40 years old, and it's a masonite siding, and I'm told that they don't make masonite anymore. I'm just yeah. having trouble finding it anywhere. You got any suggestions? Um, no, frankly. Um, when you're into the mason, I, it, it, does it have that plastic strip on the back, kind of a plastic groover? Is it like the mason nope. light, masonite color lock, nope, anything nope. like that? Just, just nope, masonite just back. Yep. There, there is composite. Old. Is it smooth or textured? Textured. Ooh, that's the tough part. Um, and it's a wood grain. And I found it a few places, but they said, well, they've got it, but they don't have it in. Some of them had 10-inch, but I need 12-inch. They don't get yeah. the 12-inch in very often. They yeah. can't order it. It just comes sometimes, and I've been waiting and waiting. And I've looked everywhere. I've gone to three or four lumber yards, and I've gone to all the box stores. And they've got some things that are kind of close. Some of them are, you know, have a... Uh, cement backing kind of thing right uh but i was just i thought maybe i was just missing something i may just have to no sell for something that doesn't look quite the same and then just paint it real good frankly you're you're making the same uh pattern path larry that we do as professionals people hire us to paint their house or whatever we're doing or add on and we're looking for three sometimes we wind up cutting it out of a an eight foot or ten foot sheet of of uh composite siding so it might be a smooth you know like a masonite flat it might be a soffit material that goes on the the underside of an overhang so you're you're into creativityville for sure because (laughs) especially in 12 inches 10 inch you're in pretty good shape uh, 12 yeah. inch you're I think you're making the stuff and you just need to find something close I would consider uh, even there are cement board siding that's smooth there's a little bit of texture so I would look at some of your hardy and your cement board products but think outside the box because you're it, it, um, you can special order the stuff but I don't think in a 12 inch side you're gonna size yeah you're gonna get it. I, I found some place I can order some that uh, is is close uh, yeah, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something before because I think you'll be able to if you look yeah. if you know it's there you're gonna I'll probably see it every time I walk by it but yeah most people probably wouldn't notice it uh, yeah that you will to, that's yep, mechanic curse nobody else sure. will see it now right I just wanted to make sure I, I wasn't missing an opportunity you know somewhere else that I could look maybe somebody in town that carried old siding or something I, I actually thought well maybe. I found somebody was taking siding down. I could use it, but then I thought, eh, I don't know if I want to use something that's so old. Somebody's taking it off their house. Well, you're, if you've got so, 40 years or 30 years old masonite siding, you're in the last five or 10 years of that anyway. So, you know, just yeah. be aware you're you're buying just a short segment of time before you have to reside this whole thing. So 
just be considered vinyl, and I was kind of shot down by my wife on that one. She wants, she wants, <laughs> yeah. she likes the traditional look. So I'm back to trying to figure it out. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, I think you're in the right path. You're doing the right things, and uh, you know, good luck finding it. All, All right. right. Thank you. You bet. Take care, Larry. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Time for a short pause. I'll be right back. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, we are back together. Home Improvement 50,000 blowtorch watts broadcasting out of a tower in the middle of uh, Illinois. Kind of southern Illinois is what we call it. Well, you know, so you will hear our signal in a four or five state area. And certainly at night, a AM radio signals tend to bounce off this uh, atmosphere and uh, follow the curve of the earth, which is why AM signals go so far. Uh, people can hear them. The longest story I heard was at one of the CAMWEX events many years ago uh, at the Chase Park Plaza, and uh, the story was recounted from the book on CAMWEX that, you know, a, a, uh, a, a crew flying out of Scott Air Force Base listened to the baseball cardinal a game all the way until the time they were landing in London. Now that must have been one fast plane, or they listened to the pregame and the game and the postgame, the whole thing. But they were listening to Camwax Radio uh, as they landed, and, and the word is, I think they lost the signal the closer they got to the Earth uh, in London. Anyway, three one four four three six seven nine hundred puts us together. Let's see what's happening with my friend Ken. Hey Ken, good morning, welcome. How can I help you, my friend? Hi. Hi, Scott. Hey, uh, we're doing a major kitchen remodel that starts after Christmas and actually replacing an old gas cooktop with a uh, induction cooktop slash oven. And it's got the vent in the back. And I'm getting mixed messages from different people on whether or not you can install a backsplash behind that. Can you uh, help me with that question? Uh, or do you have uh, what kind of vent are you using behind that induction cooktop? Uh, it's a microwave vented to the outside over the okay. range microwave oh yeah you've got plenty of room yeah you just have to watch now um yes you can have a, a backsplash behind that when you say backsplash countertop backsplash or tile backsplash on the wall itself which are you referring oh, to? oh tile, tile tile backsplash on the wall oh absolutely i mean any anything uh, you, you're still dealing with hot stuff that can create a grease fire. So I am very much in favor, and I'd advise you to put a tile backsplash behind that cooktop. Uh, personally, okay. I love the look of a countertop and an induction top, and when there's no t countertop backsplash, like your four-inch bump, if that's the tile and the tile gets run right down to the countertop, that's a very clean look and a very crisp, gives you more counter space, uh, easier to clean up behind the cooktop. Uh, yeah, so not only can you, I advise that you do. Uh, I, I love tile okay. backsplashes. I mean, they clean up. Okay, well, good, because I was worried. They were telling me, well, because of the heat that comes out, you got that hot air vented in the back. It's, it's not going to stand up. It's going to ruin your backsplash. But I've had uh, those behind gas cooktops and everything else, so I don't quite get that. But No, no. I, it's better well, now. Uh, if it's a real ceramic tile or porcelain tile, I mean that's a non-combustible material. You're, you're, uh, I, I'm unaware of that, uh, and I would think the countertop would uh, be more susceptible to, you know, temperature variations than what's on the wall. So if you've got heat coming okay. on the back there, uh, boy howdy, I can tell you the fire marshals would prefer you put a non-combustible surface back there. 
Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Good question. Hey, thanks a lot. Take care. All right, Ken. And let's go on and see what's happening with uh, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, Scott Mosby, how can I help? Hello. Hello, Elizabeth. Scott Mosby here. How can I help you? Well, the July 1st storm had a lot of trees come down on the yard, and a lot of them came down on the house. Um, And I finally got all these trees off the house, and I found out I've got some puncture holes from the trees and and the roof of the garage. Yeah. Um, I've had two people come out and look. The first guy said um, he would cut the holes out um, in the in the sheeting and replace everything. Right. Uh, the second guy said that he would just cover the holes with metal and then replace the roofing tiles, et cetera. And I was wondering, which one do you think is the best? I'll bet you already know which one sounds best to you. I like the idea of replacing the wood. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> that's how the thing was That's how the thing was built in the first place. So, I mean, same thing. It's like, well, I've got a hole in my arm. Would you rather that I put it back together and stitch you up, or can I just put this piece of metal on? Now, metal is done. When you so it, fair fair you know full disclosure here Elizabeth if you have a two inch round hole in the roof of your garage you nail a piece of sheet metal over it it's not a big deal so there are times when what you're hearing is appropriate but f- for sure the better long term solution is always to return it back to where it was itself which is you know plywood or one by sixes whatever the material is and then put you right. know the shingles or roofing material over it so. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Okay, that's what I need. Oh, can I ask you one more question? Sure. I'm wondering about the new Fibrex windows and what you thought about those. Uh, say, what kind of brick windows? No, the Fibrex. You know, oh, Fibrex. Oh, I love them. Yeah, love the, the stuff. The ones that are not vinyl. No, I love them. I, anything that's a fiber reinforced, stronger material. I like vinyl. I like wood. But it's just a reinforce. I love the Fibrex windows. All the brands that have those are very good. I'm going to have to drop off here in a few seconds. But, Elizabeth, no, I, I do like the Fibrex and that material a lot. Okay, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Be back for more. 